Hello, listeners. Hello. Welcome to a very special episode of Homo Sapiens, which isn't really an episode of Homo Sapiens. It's a mashup, isn't it, Alan? It's an extravaganza. It's a farewell Ooh. to Alan extravaganza combo. Uh, yeah. It's like it's like you know, have you ever gone to Lidl? <laughs> Absolutely, I'm obsessed with the place. You know the Central Island Lidl, it's where <gasps> they have all those great things that you don't need but are desperate to buy, like a camouflage Crocs. Totally. And a blazer in a bag. That was my favorite one recently. <laughs> this is, this is, this is sort of the central Isle of Lidl of podcasts this week. Cause you get Alan Cummings shells and Homo sapiens and then, and so much more. You get a bit of everything you want and it all just tastes all the sweeter for being mixed together. That's right. Because listeners, it's, we're very sad to say that, um, this is Alan's last episode with us here at Homo Sapiens Towers. Do, 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 do. Um, but it's been a lovely and beautiful thing. But I've grown. I've grown up from a, a little sprite podcaster. And now I am, you, I'm spreading my wings and I have my own podcast, uh, Alan mm-hmm. Coming Shelves, which is... Um, What's it about, Alan? It's about my shelves. And I, talk, I take something <laughs> from my shelves and I interview a person who's involved in the memory of this item. that I, ha- I tell a story about this item and then it kind of is a springboard for memories and all sorts fun and jeeps anyway the first part of this uh, mashup extravaganza is over there if you haven't heard it hopefully you've run over in your slippers or got the <laughs> connection at leicester square and come on to this part of the thing but uh, if you if you've just chanced upon this <laughs> for this to make any sense whatsoever you've got mm. to go over to alan cummings shells and hear the first part so let me just get that right so i've got to head straight to the middle aisle of lidl where there'll be an episode of something to do with your shelves <laughs> that's right where there'll be some queer conversation uh, oh yeah basically okay. and uh and no tears no tears and um also uh in so what we were just talking about at the end of the first half is ironically about <laughs> how we like <laughs> Podcasts that aren't very polished. <laughs> <clears throat> Funny that seems to come quite naturally to us. <laughs> yes, God, just panic again about whether my machine's on. I'm just because we talk about that as well. I know, and also it's funny you say that because uh, you, you have always. This is fascinating for anyone listening. Alan has always been a fan of plugging his recorder into the mains. I was yes. always a battery guy. Yes, yeah, I don't However, like batteries. Yeah, because Alan. Mm. Chief Planet Saver. Yes, I ha- have moved over to power cable. You have, oh, but that's, that's nice. why. Look at me. I've got my legs up on the chair because I'm so worried about knocking the cable out. I'm terrified. Of it. Well, that's so. No- oh, I'm glad I've left you with something. Yeah, as I move you, you've on left to me the with not only atmosphere. Alan. Have you left me with lovely uh, planet saving tips? But um, I too have grown as a person from spending so many wonderful hours with you. Oh, <laughs> it's been an That's absolute pleasure having you with us. I've loved it. It's been so nice. And well, like, uh, I hope you'll come back and do bits and bobs with us. I'd love to. And also, apparently, we're going to have a greatest hits. Aren't we? <gasps> Is that Listeners, next week? We're going to do next week. We're going to do a best of all our favourite moments with Alan. It's a bit like I'm on Saturday Night Live and I'm leaving and they do that sort of best of the person on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I think I'd like to be Anna Gasteyer. 
I don't know who that is. Oh, you don't. She's a great person on Saturday. Well, she was on Saturday Night Live. She was in, and when I was in the Three Penny Opera, she was Mrs. Peacham. And also, she's in Reefer Madness. She was hilarious in Reefer. I've worked with her a few times, actually. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think I'd like, this is like Anna Gasteyer of uh, podcasting right now. It's my greatest hits. Uh, uh, That's next week, though. But first of all, let's go back to the conversation we had in Adelaide a couple of months ago and pick up where we left off in um, our critique of polished podcasts (laughs) that's polished not polish (laughs) could be though so those kind of podcasts are much more sort of polished and a a newsy (laughs) even though that's very sort of you know gossipy and everything a link to some in the show notes for this (laughs) (laughs) this would not be in that category that's all i'm saying this is not polished (laughs) are we supposed to be promoting your podcast not trying to seal its fate on episode six (laughs) I'm going for the like, it's like Brecht. It's like the Brecht of, of podcasts. I'm deconstructing it. It's I'm going to dogma, remind, I'm reminding yeah. the audience that they're listening all the time. It's, very, it's yes. a theory of alienation taken to podcasts. Oh my yes. God. And the smell of uh, vegetable stew is just so intense right now from my crock pot. <laughs> I think it must have reached. That was what the beeps were. A beautiful thing to talk about for radio. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, tell me who. Tell me about some of your your highlights of the people that you've talked to, because it's been such an incredible array of LGBT icons, not just icons, just a really fascinating array of queer people. Um, Aside from your good self. Aside from my good self. I will just add. I will add one thing to. to what you were saying earlier about when you unplug yourself which is that when it happened a couple of times and it was always when we got a bit animated like while we're talking we're like gassing away and then you would pull the cable out yes of the the recorder (laughs) and so often i would see you do like a really animated move and i'd be like i bet he's pulled the cable But I'm just going to have to let it happen. Yes, yes. (laughs) The people we've spoken to who I have adored have been, I think that uh, Stephen Fry was a very special interview that we did together. Love him. Um, Yes, that was great. And he, the fact that he said, you know, he sort of came to me and started quoting bits of the podcast at me saying, I'm so pleased you spoke about that. And I'm so pleased you spoke about that. And he um, you know, he clearly had listened to them all over time and was a fan. And I think that the people you speak to, because we speak to the listeners loads, mm. is that it feels really necessary. You know, like these people yeah. listening don't have any other place that they feel that they can be represented. And it's a really funny position to be in that, you know, I feel like I've started a little house party that is now bubbling away yes. without me, quite frankly. Um, and it is uh, this project that is met with so much love and support from everyone we speak to you know yeah. and i think that that is because it comes from the right place that it's trying to do something nice for people yes. um and fill a fill a gap that was there and is still there you know i'm amazed that there isn't someone hasn't started a bigger and better one quite frankly with <laughs> <loads of> money attached <laughs> with with you know. uh, more techie savvy hosts <laughs> yeah with some people who can actually plug in their recorders but you know um other guests i mean who have you loved i loved chatting to debbie harry i thought that was an incredible experience darling I loved chatting to cynthia nixon darling um 
I really love Patty Smith because uh, I've, oh, I've, she's one of these people that I have known a little bit for a while, and um, and you know the first time I saw her, she she said to me that she <laughs> she wanted my job. Did I tell you that? Oh yeah. She she said yeah. she because she 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 came up to me and oh, no, I went up to her because she was had just done a concert and I was there and I went to and. Uh, I went up and went, hello, Patty, I thought you were great. And she went, you're the mystery guy. I was like, what? And she went, yeah. you're the guy, you host that m- masterpiece mystery on PBS, don't you? And I was like, oh, yes, I do. Thinking, how crazy that Patty Smith watches Masterpiece Mystery. But it turns out she's a huge sort of, you know, cop show mystery fan. And she said, I uh, I've, I've always wanted that job. And I was like, oh, my God, Patty Smith's after my gig. But yeah. I, it was lovely Thanks. to actually, after knowing her a little bit over the few years, to actually sit down with her and just chat. Mm. And uh, she said some, and the thing that really struck me, that thing she said about failing, that I have thought such a mm. lot about is that when I said about, because I was talking about my my dance career, which is beginning next year now. It's been postponed because of covid uh, yes. But and when they said to me, "Oh, do you mind, Alan? Because I'm going to do this one man dance show next year based on something about the life of Robert Burns. And, uh, you know, I'll be 57. And most people I, I went in last week to the the uh, Paul Taylor Dance Company to watch them rehearse in New York City. And I was just thinking, some of these dancers, they're probably like 26, 27, 28. Their careers are practically over. <laughs> I'm going to be 57 and mine is just starting. It's like there's something rotten yes. in the state of Denmark. But I was just thinking, you know, when they said they wanted to postpone it, I was like, well, all right. But, you know, it's another year into my decrepitude. There's another year where I could probably do less physically. Than I could. But um, we'll see what happens. It'll be marvellous. But I said to her this thing about why am I doing this? Why, but why do, you know, why, why do people... Uh, have to sort of you know force themselves to the point of failure to feel they're actually mm. alive almost and she said but alan it won't be a failure if you do your best yes. and i i just it's you know oh wise one oh wise patty really amazing i think we've met a lot of luminaries on the podcast of people like patty um who have done incredible things with their life and i think that uh, there is a tendency to deconstruct why people have got where they are. And I think that the unifying trait, two unifying traits of all of these people is they actually see things very simply. Mm. You know, it's like you just try. Yeah. You know? And yeah. if you try, you try your best. And uh, that gets lost. And also all of the people we've spoken to have tons and tons of compassion that's the thing i think i've learned yeah. most from having conversations with these amazing people is that and and i include the listeners in that is like we all need more compassion and that's <laughs> what i've see. learned and i've yeah and, I, and i've also learned that from talking to you you know you are full of it and it's um it's such a joyous thing as a result and i think it's something the lgbt community needs more of <clears throat> it is interesting i think actually that it because I feel that there's a lot of, in the queer community, there's a lot of support and there's a lot of um, looking out for each other and that whole kind of thing of the chosen family and all all that. Mm. But also at the same time, it is a, the whole kind of, you know, that sort of bitchy queeny uh, cliche is it's a a cliche for a reason. So it's this interesting Mm. sort of dichotomy that we have of, of, 
having a family but there's also it's quite it can be quite mean as well do you think yeah it can i i do and i think that it's because i think that if you haven't been treated with kindness yes it be- can become less instinctive to be kind to others you repeat patterns and yeah and i think that <clears throat> um you once you sort of start to learn that you are loved and lovable, you know, I sound like Oprah Winfrey, but you... Nothing wrong with that. No, that's true. But it's, um, you get a car, you get a car. But, um, you know, you kind of have, it's something in you can relax and start to transmit love and light in Mm. a way Mm. that is, you feel safe doing, I suppose. You fear Mm. rejection by being nice sometimes. So I think that's why people become defensive. I think it's... It's so interesting. I find a lot, well, not a lot, but uh, sometimes when I meet people, queer people, because of that sort of behavioral pattern that's quite prevalent, and also because I'm me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. hi, I'm Alan, I'm all kind of zippy and happy, and also because I'm famous, they, I get it magnified, right? It comes at me mm-hmm. mag- more magnified than it would to another person. And I, I over the years, I've, you know, adapted to that and understand it and my my way to deal with it is to absolutely is to like smother them with love is to absolutely but not not be obsequious but to actually go out of my way to say uh not not literally but to say i'm not going to buy into your meanness i'm not i'm not gonna Mm. i'm just going to be completely open to you and not close yes. off and not be me. And, and also, it's not even, not necessarily sometimes uh, that people are mean to me. They expect me to be mean to them. And yes. I, again, I, that's, that's what I, how I respond to it. And it's such an interesting thing that you have to take that into certain situations all the time. This sort of yeah, need, it's need funny to, that, isn't it? need to, need to, need to sort of, uh, challenge people's misconceptions about yourself and about how they think they should behave towards you yeah i think that is particularly a queer thing and it's an important distinction you said oh i you know not that i'd be obsequious and it's like it's not obsequious it's it's making the effort to set the agenda of how this is going to be like this will be kind and i'm just going to make a few moves and it's funny you say that because i met another queer podcaster at an event who came up to me and sort of and this is me construing undercurrent but there was a very like oh we're gonna have we're gonna be competitive towards each other mm. and we're gonna be it's gonna be a bit it, I, this is gonna be a bit barbed was the vibe right. i was getting handbags and I was like, on. yeah and i was like i'm gonna set the tone here and go anyone else who is taking the time to be doing an lgbt podcast for people who really fucking need it gets nothing other than love and light and i couldn't give a fuck if you have more listeners than me or whatever you know but it's there's a tendency to go for the competition and actually you've got to band together not against each other yeah ludicrous and it's also i think about manifesting things that i find that you know like you're saying you how you set the agenda and in that and in Mm. that interaction you you said no this is what we're going to do we're going to be nice i'm going to be nice anyway if you want to be a dick then that's your choice but you'll be doing it on your own i'm not going to rise to i'm not going to play with you but um i I think that uh, oh go ahead well and also i think extreme honesty as well i think something you and i have spoken about a lot but you have always been 
amazing at being incredibly honest about who you are, what you want, you know, etc etc yeah um and i think a lot of the queer community have struggled with that yeah and so i ever since we started this podcast have always tried to be radically honest about my own fears misgivings blah blah because it becomes a space where people then write in going shit me too you know it's like Yes. The more secret I feel about something, the more reaction it gets from listeners, which I think is right. really no, interesting. No, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. And it's a, that's a great thing for you as a person to learn to do that in your life in general, not just to, for other people. Yeah, to not exactly, to not operate with shame, sort of creating any boundaries. And all of this is coming back to the point of like, as if the BBC would encourage you to do that on a radio show. You know what I mean? It has to be a podcast. Right. It's the only place yeah. that they that would that would happen without uh, 43 meetings about whether it was right or right. Right, yeah. You know it, is, I mean? it, it, it is really interesting that, because I guess the thing with podcasts is they can be more niche can't you? You can be yeah. you complete. I guess that's another thing why we're so blessed to be living in a time of podcasts. It's like, like <laughs> the internet gives us, you know, has so... You know, that first generation who grew up with the internet, what a different generation of people they are because they have had yes. access to so much and have had so much choice in a way about how they use their leisure time and how they how they pursue uh, hobbies and, 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 and interests. But also I think there's that thing, going back to manifesting, that I found like, mm. you know, I did, I did it with Club Coming, my bar, that I absolutely had uh, kind of was forced into having to make this statement about it before I really kind of knew what it was going to be. But I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted it to be. I hoped for it to be. And so I put that out there and I said all these things that have become really basic tenets and huge traits of the bar. You know, all ages, all genders, all colors, all sexualities. Everyone Mm. is welcome. There's no judgment. You know, there's kindness is all. And I found it like even with coming here to Adelaide to be, the artistic director of the Adelaide Cabaret Festival that I've been doing interviews about it and people saying, so what do you, what can people expect, you know, from your festival? And I I just, I want that thing to be, if you say, come and explore, come and like maybe go and see a show you're not sure if you'll like, you know, do that. Mm. You you kind of, you manifest, you tell people what to, to, to what you hope it will be and they bring it to you because they're they're yes. you've given them the freedom to do that it's such an interesting thing for me and i think it's like something i'm really i want to try and keep pursuing that idea of i want this to be this way and i think it yes. would be also i think it would be good for it to be this way it's not just for what i want but i guess it is what i want in those situations well you know yeah i think people want leadership people yes. want the, the agenda to be set and curiosity you know and uh embracing people with affection and all of those things if you lead it then you people will do it but i don't think people have always have you know the sense the sense that they should but also i think it's very easy to forget for me i it's very easy to forget i'm a director so that's a lot of your job is telling people how you want it to be yeah it's very easy to forget what's in your head and what's outside your head that you've communicated yeah and um it's all linked somehow. Good to be clear. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's it's like as well I think in the Homo sapiens extras in the week in between the interviews I've really admired the yes. way that you've really you you are guiding people you guide people to certain topics and 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 it's just very well curated in that way that the the, the subjects you're discussing and the and the questions that you're putting to people it's like uh, we do this as LGBT people do you think that's a good idea you know you're you're saying we all do it let's talk about that let's get that out of the way yes let's discuss how we're how we're feeling about it i'm um a tv slash film director who's watched about nine films in my entire life i'm a podcaster <laughs> who knows fuck all about anything you know like it's really interesting because i'm not the well i've got two things to say about that but I'm in I'm in the middle, but I'm marshalling the discussion, but I don't feel like I should ever feel like I have the answer because there no. isn't an answer. No, you know there's not. Me? No, no, yeah, absolutely. No, no, it's not having um, the answers, but it's giving people the space. Oh, I sound like Oprah now. So they can lean in <laughs> to their, no. Yes. no, but seriously, it's, it's, it's letting people be, it's all about that. It's all about making people feel comfortable, everything. Everything's about yes. making people feel comfortable and heard and seen. And it's like puppies. I do think, I, 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 I always say this and I feel it's kind of a little pure and probably people will think it's awful. But I always think people are like puppies. You know, if you tell a puppy, you have to tell a puppy what to do. You have to make boundaries and you have to yeah. let, it, let it understand when it can be go mad and be crazy and you've and then you've got to you know let it know that that's, that's wrong and you've got to make have a bond with it and but you've got to train it and i think that's what we've got yes. to do we've got to with our relationships and with our work situations you've got to set boundaries and you've got to train people how you expect to be treated and how you uh, think they should behave it's so funny you talk about puppies because i always have this thing about about puppies as well <laughs> Because when we went to our little puppy, Ridley, he's not a puppy anymore. He's still the size of my hand because he's a miniature dachshund, miniature sausage Such a dog. cutie. But um, I, we went to a little uh, puppy training class and the puppy training woman said, she said, you never, ever call a puppy over and then punish it because it will be so confused because you waved right. it over and it's like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then you punish it. Yes. And I literally, as someone who directed a lot of adverts, television adverts in my time, I literally was like, oh my God, that's what working in advertising is. <laughs> All they do is call you over and then punish you. <laughs> and, and it's like, and I'm always trying to say in work, oh my you know, God. To, the people I'm, to people I'm working with, like, You've got to be clear, like you you must never tell someone to do something and then punish them for how they did it because yeah. you asked them Ugh, to do that. It's the worst. You've yeah. got to be clear. Um, and yeah, it's 
uh, it's something I, I've always remembered. I, I think that's it's interesting you say that about being a director because I I think you know working on films for so long and 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 and, and in the theatre as well. You work with it's a very sort of dictatorial. Uh, mm. Place to work like there's a director, there's a person who's, and most usually a man who's at the centre of it yes. all, and, and the buck stops with him, and he's the. the and actually, the, I've learned so much. I think about how I conduct myself in life from bad directors, people who shout because yes. you realise if they shout after a while, nobody's nobody listens anymore. Do you know? Yes. And if you make and how how easy it is to make a nice atmosphere for people to go to work. And uh, yeah. you know, and then and how many of them fuck it up? It's so fascinating to me. Yeah, and I think it's um it's really interesting because you know I was saying I just joked earlier saying I'm a film director who's only ever seen nine films, which isn't true. <laughs> but I remember reading an article, an interview with a director called Anton Corbin, who said, "Oh, I love him." He said, "I'm I've not I'm not a cineast. I'm not I don't have encyclopedic knowledge of cinema. I just mm. like making films." And I was like. And I found that really liberating. And I also found that this is specific to being LGBT. My energy is quite soft and quite feminine. Mm. And I felt that that made me a not good director for a long time. And actually now I make a point of being the soft, more feminine energy that I am. Because it's like, how dare anyone tell me how I run any kind of part of my work you know as long as i'm communicating what i want to be done but i think you know the the intense aggressive masculine energy that people sort of they often make me feel like i should be doing it i'm like that's not how i'm gonna do it because actually it doesn't why do we always have to fall to what a straight white man would do exactly i hate that when when sort of people sort of push you into behaving in a certain way you've actually got to slap them down just to be yourself it's interesting yes. that thing you talk about cineast because i i think it's fascinating you know i i've said this before that i really don't like talking about acting and i w- w- one of my mm-hmm. worst nightmares is to be in a room full of actors and if i was in quarantine with well i am but if i was in quarantine with a group of <laughs> actors i would throw myself off that balcony because because it, it's that, I, that everyone talking about like i don't i realize that i don't go to, i love going to the theater but i don't go to the theater like manically like some people do i don't go i don't watch films manically i you know i'm I'm always a bit behind in terms of and i like that i like it just sort of do it at my own pace and there's other things i want to do but there's this funny thing like Mm. you know you know if you're a great plumber it wouldn't mean that you'd you would sort of you know talk about plumbing all the time or what you know go to plumbing shops in your spare time and it's that it's interesting thing about these jobs that it's sort of expected that you must be a total geek about other people's work of the work you're doing and actually i find it it's so it makes it it makes you inherently derivative because you're always comparing yourself to other people and also there's there's always this thing about like what makes you unique what makes you you and i was like i think what makes me unique is i've not watched many films yeah no totally (laughs) you know and i don't care because it's going all right so don't not caring not caring is the biggest thing i find that too like i just i think people think i'm nuts and I, I get it. I get why they think I'm nuts. And because I don't fall into the, like, you know, I'm 57. I'm going to be 57 and starting my dance career. Number one, there's one. And also just like, I say things that people don't say. And I, uh, you yes. know, I have my career, I, you know, my new top international book, which is coming out uh, later this year. Uh-huh. Um, 
currently available to pre-order. Uh, <laughs> uh, that has been interesting to me because I've like had to look back on my life and see these patterns. And I realize that I've not followed... Uh, the t- there's been several trajectories that I was on and I've just gone, oh, I don't want to yes. do this anymore. I'm going to do this now. And uh, yes. and that's that's, I think made me the person I am, made me the artist that I am. And I'm much happier doing that than being in a, a sort of a, a la- you know, in a lane where I'm sort of being like a, like a, like a, you know, a, a factory assembly thing. Based on a rule book somewhere that no one's looked at. Or somebody seen, else wrote. You know, yeah. Yeah. That somebody else wrote. I think it's really important to be true to yourself. And I think that it's interesting that I think, I don't. I don't know that people think you're nuts, but I think somehow, and maybe because of cabaret, like I think you represent anarchy for people mm. in some way. Um, there's a kind of which I find well, anarchy like and, crazy, and I mean, like not sort of like kind of nice anarchy. No mischief. mischief. I mean, mischief. yes, yeah, mischief, yeah. definitely mischief. Yeah, like I'm not yeah. going to throw a brick through your window, but I might. <laughs> I might sort of. I don't know. Lick your no, window. it's mischief. You <laughs> you you embody mischief, which I think is beautiful and entertaining from top to bottom. But yeah. I think you know people can be people can be very judgmental. Oh, judgy, I guess judgy, he's having ju- more fun. Exactly, judgy, judgy, judgy. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's so exhausting. I just can't really be doing with it. I really can't. Yeah. And also, that's one of the that's one of the things I don't like about uh, LGBT. Well, about gay gay men i suppose uh, I, yeah. I, I don't i don't enjoy that i don't i don't like engaging in it i don't and it also it's mostly it's not even funny a lot of the time you know and i think it's really interesting that sort of side of our culture is waning i really do think that that's an older generation's way of dealing with things and i think because the younger generation have been i guess less shamed then they're not. They yeah, don't, because they don't have that uh, that currency. Well, because if you're a queer kid now, you can go on Instagram and find someone with two hundred thousand followers who is mm. exactly like you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know? And therefore, you don't feel strange. In and compare that to a kid of twenty years ago, thirty years ago, who absolutely through stolen glances in the street with someone yeah. might understand that there was someone like them, but then that person's gone. Yeah. I mean, it's just so different. Because you know what's so interesting right now is that uh, there's a couple of uh, films that I'm, you know, being offered. And one's, and both sort of gay stories, one set now in Fire Island and uh, in, yeah. in, in, in of New York and one set in the 60s in uh, in Canada. And it's just, I mean, I read them back to back and it was just oh, such yeah. an incredible thing to think, wow, look at the difference. Look at the, in society and in just sort of, you know, and the shame and the expectation. And it's, 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 I mean, I, I'm not really one for saying, oh gosh, you know, haven't we come so, we have come so far, but I'm always very vigilant and say we shouldn't be grateful for equality and we should, you know, don't don't slack off and don't think there's a lot more to you know there's still we still don't have a quality and people are still getting bashed on the head by horrible people and killed and everything but nonetheless it was remarkable to look at the difference and the way that 
the lack of shame. I think that's it as it comes down to it, the lack mm. of shame we have now. Now, because of my great technical proficiency, we have less than a minute on this Zoom call. Not my beautiful <laughs> Zoom machine, which you gave me, but my Zoom call. But I want to say <laughs> thank you, Chris. Thank you very much for um, talking to me on Alan Cumming Shelves and Homo Sapiens today. Oh, vice versa. It's been an absolute honour. It's been so nice to talk to you. Oh, what honour. It's been so lovely just to chat. We haven't done this for absolutely ages. Ah, Chris. That was lovely. Wasn't it, was it so just? Nice, so nice to hear our younger selves, our younger <laughs> hungover, in your case, selves, and the younger sober, in my case, selves. I, I do sound about 200. I actually remember <laughs> before I went on to that Zoom call with you, I was like, I don't think, I don't think my voice will last, but here we go. And actually, <laughs> see, funnily enough. Well, this has been a lovely fusion uh, mashup extravaganza and farewell a double episode of Alan Cumming Shelves slash Homo Sapiens and um, Hasn't it? I would like to say thank you Chris for giving me my Zoom machine, thank you for introducing me, from pulling me out of the wilderness and giving me uh, an entree into the world of podcasting which I truly enjoy now and which I, really if you hadn't interviewed me that time with Will mm-hmm. in Edinburgh all those years ago, I, I don't know that I would be here sitting to you talking today because I was wow. very anti-podcast at that point and I was a, not a hater but a, a disliker and now I'm a lover and wow, that's an honor so thank you thank you for that and i wanted to just tell people if you've not listened to alan coming shelves it's 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 me and my shelves and i take something from my shelves each episode and i t- start telling a story about this item and then i in- interview a person who's been involved in that memory i've had uh ian mckellen and uh, who've got coming up iman i've had monica Lewinsky and uh jerry jerry falwell uh, from the spice girls <laughs> But also I have not just famous people, I have my friends. I've had people who are just my friends and we've shared. I really like the mixture of sort of celebrities and real people. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and that's something that's very important to me. They're all brilliant little stories sparked by a thing, you know, by, on your by shelves. A thing, a thing from our past. And uh, and it's also what I love about this that I think I'm obsessed now about because my memoir, my, future, my about to come out memoir, is that this idea that memory is a collective thing that sometimes you don't remember something until another person who is who had the experience with you kind of reignites it for you have you found that oh my god i mean honestly listening back to interviews that you and i have done when it's been Mm. a bit of a while since i we've had the conversation (laughs) i listen to things i say and i'm like Chris, you honestly just spend your life going around in circles. You had this entire conversation with someone six months ago. <laughs> Do you know what was so funny? I was I was in the, in this golf course in Monifith a couple of weeks ago. I know it's a strange sentence, but the, and this and I was doing this because I was filming this thing with Miriam Margulies. It's about to come out on Channel Four. This travel show, and this lady oh. came up on a wheelchair, and she said to me, I, and she kind of followed. I, I was on a golf cart, and she was like racing after me in this wheelchair. And she, I, and I felt a bit bad because she was obviously, you know, working quite hard. And uh, she said, oh, I, I really, I, I really um, liked what you said in the podcast, Alan. And I, of course, you want to go, well, you have to narrow it down, darling. But uh, but she's, it was something I'd said about oh, queer. I'd, I can't remember. It was from something from Homo Sapiens anyway. Oh, and it was okay. so lovely. And, I, and of course, it's that thing when someone says that. You don't want to say, well, what, you know, can you be more specific? I think you just have to say thank you. And whatever it was, and if it meant something to you and it really affected you, I'm so happy and proud to have uh, said it. And I'm very oh, happy and absolutely. proud of all these interviews that we've done with uh, with people on Homo Sapiens. And I, and I look forward to 
interacting with you and the lovely Matt who's here with Matt who's the do you call yourself a predator Matt producer editor <laughs> depends on what context Alan <laughs> <laughs> been called many things so so as you explained to everyone matt is the homo sapiens person who does it all and jack who's also on the screen is my is alan coming shells and when i started doing alan coming shelves that was when i was introduced to the concept of predator part producer part editor that's yeah. what you are jack is it not yes it's been said <laughs> but matt maybe you're maybe you don't like that lingo uh, I, I'm I'm happy with any any label, Alan. <laughs> I can't take credit for the for the editing though. That is that is Steve, the editor. Oh, oh that's, that's Steve. Oh, so you're just a producer. Or Calm. Oh, you have Calm, of course. Who? Oh, which leads us nicely. Oh, I should also say we've also got Katie, uh, who's on this call with her washing in the room behind her. What's your <laughs> title, Katie? Not a predator producer. I wish I was a predator, but I haven't haven't learned to edit yet. <laughs> Oh, so you've got two producers, Chris, and, and, and gosh, Jack, you're taking up too many people's jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but the talk of um, Colm uh, and uh, as editor brings us nicely to this next episode of Homo Sapiens is going to happen because in, mm. in, the, in the greatest hits of uh, Alan and uh, um, Chris's uh, reign together, which is the next episode of Homo Sapiens going out, I believe. There Correct. is a story about Colm. In fact, Tan France was one of the people we interviewed. And he didn't believe that I was, I told Colm that he looked like a porn star I knew. And Tan thought that was terrible and that we should call HR immediately. Yes. Tan wasn't so into um, you trying to say members of the Homo Sapiens team look like porn stars. Um <laughs> We chuckled. You and I both chuckled away. I know we and did. Then, and also Colm chuckled. And he said he looked at the person and he understood what I meant. But obviously, it's he looked what at we it call, from, the, from the neck up. I think it's what we call a teachable moment. It's I think so, we, yes. Where I, we've I, all learnt that perhaps, you know, um, but, perhaps you know, we shouldn't. F- fun was had. Fun was had. Lessons were learned. We move on. It was Life. all beer and skittles. But yes, you're right, Alan. We're going to do we're going to do a best of your and my time together because we have had such japes. I cannot tell you. Uh, it's been such a delight. So that's what's coming up next week on Homo Sapiens. And then after that, yes, it's going to be uh, we're. We're going to switch it up. We're coming out of COVID. We're going to change the format a bit. We're going to be coming to you once. No, we're not. We're going to be coming to you twice a week with a main episode and then we're gonna have a little email catch-up episode uh if you remember that that's how the, that's the podcast how it was done started. first of all in the in, in dark and prehistoric times when, when it, you first when, started it when podcasts were pedal powered uh <laughs> way back when that's how we did it we used to do two little episodes a week so that's where we're going back to um we're gonna have lots more newsy stuff um uh-huh and and lots of brilliant interviews coming up already um lots of exciting things coming so yeah very much looking it forward sounds to it. great and i like this uh, the closing of the circle going back to where it started there's no place like home there's well, no place exactly. like homo <laughs> i love there's it. no place like homo and that's what i'm going to say uh, ladies and gentlemen now as i go back into the depths of uh despair no not the depths of despair the back into the depths of the podcast ether and i'm going to say goodbye and thank you and there's no place like homo there's no place like homo. <laughs> why there's can i no hear god like save like the homo. queen playing in my there's head no place like homo. oh my god <laughs> well you know god save the queens uh, as well god save the queens yeah bye everybody bye
powered by Spirit Studios.